1: This is Arjun. Winning is fun, but winning big puts us all on the path to sustained, long-term wins. And now that's real fun. And as each one of us are different, which means our starting point in a journey is different. Our endpoints are different. Of course, our paths are different. It's truly a pleasure to talk to leaders from all walks of life all over the world because it's those gold nuggets from every individual that, that when we put them together it helps us get the best out of thought leaders. When I talk about thought leaders today, Teresa Mullenkamp is truly a thought leader in marketing, and she has influenced brands from inside and outside. She's a brand marketer who has built multi-unit brands at a scale in the restaurant industry. Her approach to marketing is rooted in building meaningful relationship across brands' ecosystem at scale drawing from 20 plus years of working for multi-unit restaurant brands she has made an impact at every point every time what fascinated me in previous conversations with teresa is on one side she's the person who really gets it she gets the deep connection but she doesn't get stuck right there she right away uses that to make an impact to that customer so to me i really think that teresa playing at that intersection of Genius strategic thinking, but also implementing to the max makes it a very rare talent. And of course, you know, there's a lot of questions coming up on that area. In her consulting role, she has worked with brands like El Pollo Loco and this frozen custard. And also, she has been a past uh, director of brand marketing and catering marketing for Panera, where she has over 12 years grown the brand aggressively into a regional brand to a national brand, to a brand that we all envy and we get inspired by. Teresa. that is an incredible accomplishment. I don't want to even call it a bio, and welcome to Secrets to Win Big.
0: Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for that nice introduction, appreciate it. Absolutely, it's very easy
1: to just read it when you've actually had such an impact (laughs) and inspired all of us in previous conversations. So, as you start looking at, I really want to start at your current role as you're working as the director of Andy's Frozen Custard. What are some of your biggest accomplishments you're proud of, and what drove you in that journey to success?
0: Gosh, I think, um, I guess one of the things I'm most proud of, or as an accomplishment, is really getting the organization to think differently about marketing. Um, you know, marketing is is more than just printing POP store signage or drafting an email or creating a radio spot, but it's really understanding what your strategy is. Um, and then really, once you figure out your strategy, you articulate that brand story or, or this vernacular, and then make sure that that resonates across every touch point of the brand, wherever a customer is gonna experience your brand. Um, so I really am proud of that, um, that, that it, you know, of that with the Andy's Frozen Custard. Um, you know, I think a driver of that success has really been, you know, creating this a marketing plan um, that has allowed, you know, that really allows us to tell the story of Andy's in a, in a deeper way, really, what really differentiates them with its competitors. Um, and then we validated that plan with consumer research. But you know why it was important is is because you know they're a legacy brand they've been growing they're based out of springfield missouri they've opened their first store in 1986 and then slowly grew up until about three or four years ago where they started to grow and be, and emerge as a as a as a as more than just a regional based brand they're entering new states and new markets where people really didn't know what andy's frozen custard was or even frozen custard for that matter so, you know, as we were you know, landing on, how do you tell the story? You always have to be mindful of, of are, you, are you brand new in the area? Are you emerging? Do people have some baseline awareness of who you are as a brand? Or have you been there for 30 plus years? So really trying to understand that story and how to, how to expand it, how to scale that story where relevant.
1: You know, what I loved here was the big concept that don't assume anything if you're trying to separate Andy's frozen custard, if I do not know in a new market what frozen custard is right away, even though Andy's could be really cool, I'm out. I also loved at the very beginning, what you talked about is get the organization to think of marketing differently. And you know, you know, each one of you, you and I are both seeing in front of our eyes, marketing is changing. And how we measure marketing is changing like every six months like if you and i with our own families we each went on a six-month vacation we will come back and see the world has totally changed that we don't even know how to fit in and that phrase about getting organizations to think differently about marketing and marketing is about the strategy and also it has to resonate with every touch point because i really think that that bridge is so important is without which Marketing can really create this image of Andy's Andy's frozen custard and I will show up by saying, really, is this the place because it's not connected? Because I really think that connection to reality is really priceless. So, you know, to me, in every conversation I've heard or I've listened to, you've always been super passionate and high energetic about customer experience, okay? And this is a very personal question is, you're in the right profession. So what gets you so excited? Like to me, if I use the word customer, you get excited. Like what gets
0: you so excited about customer experience? Oh my gosh! It, it should always be about the customer. <laughs> I mean, and every business should always have its its end user slash customer in mind. Um, you know, I think in 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 in, the, in what what I've loved about the brands and the businesses and the leaders I've worked for over the years, it's really allowing me to have this chance to help bring value to the to the to the project or work because we're really always trying to understand what your customer need is mm-hmm. you know and how do you deliver on that need that goes above and beyond expectation you know people vote with their wallet Um, That was a, you know, it was a thing Ron Shake would always say people vote with their wallet and your customer experience has to deliver on that. It has to go beyond a fancy marketing campaign. You know, how do you, how does everything you do deliver on that experience? You know, I talk about this customer journey or the brand's touch points. I mean, you have, it has to, it has to be consistent throughout, but it has to deliver big Um, and, and it has to build stickiness. So people want to come back to you for that experience
1: let me push a little bit on to deliver big you need to know big I don't know a single brand that doesn't do consumer research we all do consumer research at different level what separates Teresa to know big like what do you do to really get into the heart of the customer to know that for you to deliver big every time like what's your secret there
0: um well, I think it's why what you do or what your product why it matters to the customer more at an emotional level. Sure, we can do customer research all day long, and we can say, okay, you know you you need a you need to pick me up at three o'clock in the afternoon. Is it going to be just driving through for a cup of coffee? But, but how do you tell that story in a way that helps deliver that emotional experience for your customer? Um, you know, it's not you know. How, that, and then how do, you, how do you put visual cues and, and even copy and language and content around that so people get it? Oh, well, that's how I'm feeling right now. I need to go do that. I need to go through that drive-through or whatever.
1: So connect
0: to that feeling that the customer
1: is feeling right now, so powerful.
0: Yeah, and that's what you wanna glean from consumer research. You wanna to try to get into, the, into that into the more of that emotional. You wanna really listen for that as you're doing either qualitative or quantitative research
1: so now moving to your previous role as director of brand marketing at panera what are some of the biggest learning and some of the biggest you know proud moments that you're comfortable sharing from your incredible days at panera
0: wow you know that is a great question it's a big question i spent almost 12 years working for them when panera was growing you know growing 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 i mean at one point we were we were opening 100 plus stores a year um, you know, I worked at, you know, I started working for Panera in, in early 2000s. You know, we were really defining what fast, in, in, from, from an industry perspective, we always talk about fast casual. And I think that Panera was really defining what fast casual meant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think some of the learnings I had in that time at Panera was, you know, building a national brand is hard work. Um, And, and I learned that, that leadership and discipline matters. Um, You know, you've heard me say this already pretty frequently in this short time we've had together, really understand your customers. You know, Ron Shake used to say all the time, why do our customers hire us? Why, you know, and, 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 you know, we would always try to solve for that customer need. Um, we also did things that we felt were hard. You know, we didn't want to, you know, we, our Panera's fresh dough was was really a big deal. And then, but we took it one step further like, how does baking, we had skilled bakers in every single bakery cafe. Mm-hmm. And that was hard, you know, we weren't bringing in par break bread and, and, and frozen breads. We were really trying to have those big up deck ovens. But then, how do you take that, 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 that brand, you know, the, the artisanship behind that? and extend it to your, to everything, to your marketing, to your in-store experience. Um, You know, and I think lastly, I guess on that, you know, I guess one or or two more, I've got lots, I could spend lots of time talking about my experience with Panera. But, you know, one other thing that I felt was a big, important learning for me from my time there was, you know, don't devalue your brand with discounts, you know. You wanna build loyalty, but you wanna build loyalty in the right way. Um, you wanna build, build it not by a discount or a coupon, but it's really that customer experience. Is that whole food, is the food delivering, is the place a place I wanna be? Is it a place that I feel proud going to? And, and am I having an experience that makes me feel like a human that I wanna come back to?
1: And you know, to me, I also have done my fair share of discounting and, you know, at that point of time, short-term gains, I guess, you know, I sold my soul to, coup- sold to couponing. But later on when I reflected, when I wrote my book, Customer Karma, I connected to a dating and visualize you and I are best friends growing up. You just realize that your best friend Arjun is now on dating sites. And he's putting these coupons out that go out with me. And this weekend, and I am paying half an Uber and buying drinks up to $8 or dessert. Okay. fine prints and if somebody even goes out with me and i don't know who that crazy person is then i give her on the first date a punch card five dates with arjun you get carnation 10 roses 15 chocolates like you guys will do an intervention by saying arjun stop let's take your wi-fi access off no cell phone and that's one of the things i just feel that when in real life that does not build relationships. I think the moment you talked about it, it really hit that nerve. Is there's that balance that we look at. And I was doing some research at, you know, and you have this is something you had said at a conference was that you want marketing strategy to re- result in meaningful relationships. I love that part. And the next part is across all touch points of brands marketing and to create an ecosystem at scale. So the three parts I loved was the meaningful relationships then all touch points, it's not one. And you also talked about with Panera is you cannot just have the artisan part but it doesn't go through. And then the scaling as Panera was growing. So how do you do all of these? <laughs> well,
0: it's, not, it's not easy, I think. Um when you, but I always say at scale. so when businesses are emerging, a couple of things have to happen. From a marketing standpoint, you your the team and the team itself has to function and be able to expand mm-hmm. and be able to support multi-unit growth. I've always worked in a multi-unit growth environment um, where, uh, you know where we're constantly having to tell our story, constantly having to making sure that we we could we could facilitate the needs of all these stores because it was retail. It had packaging, it had store signage, it had materials that we had to put on the door, et cetera, et cetera. So how, from a functional standpoint, do you have the right team in place and the right vendor partners to help you grow? But then as you're getting into that idea that I spoke about earlier with the Indies frozen custard, we very much did this at Panera Bread. When you're you're in a, you're going into a new market, you know how do you tell that story? How do you introduce people to the brand. At Panera, when we were going into a brand new market and we had bread in our name, people often thought we were just a bakery. Mm-hmm. And so we had to make sure we were telling that story about number one, why bread was so important to the brand, but also that we were more than that. You know, we had this really great place that you could come and you could chill and you can relax and you can eat. And you weren't going to be kicked, you know, forced out or rushed out right away. But we also had amazing soup salads and sandwiches. Um, So we had an inequality of that food experience. So we had to really kind of figure out how do we tell that story? But then as you start to grow the business and add more stores in a market, how does that story evolve? Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, if you have a market like St. Louis where you have 50 stores, And then all of a sudden you're adding another one. What do you, you know, how do you make sure that that immediate trade area knows that you're there, but you don't have to do it, you know, but, you know, it's just really about making awareness. So you're constantly playing this battle. When I say at scale, functionally within the organization, how do you support the business? And then as you start to evolve your story and as your brand starts to mature, how do you tell the story?
1: You know, listening to you, and I do listen at times, my wife doesn't always give me credit for that. What I really love is how you're positioning marketing to be a business partner. Marketing is not a functional department that works in isolation in one cool corner of the building, has cool crayons, different conference chair. No, it's not. You know, we are cool, but at the same time, that's what I really love. So if we take all your amazing experience and wisdom, and I want to ask you as a two part question, what would be one thing your advice would be to anybody in the restaurant industry marketing? And then I just want to broaden that by saying anybody in any marketing, what would be two pieces of advice for any of these two people from everything you have learned? You know, um,
0: from a restaurant marketing perspective, um, and I actually think this might be applicable to non-restaurant marketing, but from a restaurant specific, my one advice is always to people, especially in marketing, get become friends with the ops teams. You know, I I, um, understand your operations and become and become friends with that, The that your store teams. I mean, I don't believe in this idea of what they call an armchair quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've always found it's I've been I've always slated some of my success on is I like to get into the stores. I like to watch people interact. I like to understand the folks who are at the front desk talking to people. I want to understand what they're hearing and how what marketing can do to support that. And I want to hear what customers are hearing. So you've got to get into the, th- you've got to get into the restaurant if you're working in the restaurant industry and you need to observe and watch. Mm-hmm. And how do you become like, to me, let's say, when you
1: took the job with Andy's Frozen Custard or with Panera, what are the first few steps you take
0: to become friends with Ops? Oh, I go to the stores. I want to work in the stores. <laughs> I want to be in the stores. I, I want to really, you know, understand what goes on in their worlds. Where, where are your challenges? You know, what? How fast is the pace of movement? Uh, what does that ordering queue look like? You know, what do we? You know, I, I really just want to, and and I and want to have empathy for them. I don't want to just drop in a marketing project and say, "Go do this." You really need a part of a, you know, a marketing person's. You know, part of I always found my role to be is really helping the ops team understand the whys. Okay, here's why. we're doing this we need to sell so many of these a week to hit our sales goals and give them the story behind it we think this is the next best thing because you know because this ingredient matters to us or this service matters to us so i think those are ways to build that relationship with your ops teams
1: i also am glad i asked you the question because to me it's not just your answer but your first response Arjun, i can't believe you're even asking this question i really think that feeling is priceless because to me it is so obvious that you're ready to roll up your sleeves and start where the actual transfer of the experience happens and you're seeing it and communicating and showing the value and I really feel that it's not just what you said but as I revisit this conversation it would be very important to look at that it really needs to become second nature and that smirk, smile, Arjun, just can't believe dude you even asked me. I love that part. I really feel that that should be something. So just to broaden and just ask a goofy question is if you didn't follow your career path, you know, you have lots of other passions in life, everything else. If you were not in restaurant marketing, what would you have liked to do in life and still be super cool, (laughs) Teresa?
0: Um, uh, you know, I think that's such a great question. Um, you know, it's, it's not too far from restaurant marketing, I guess. Well, one thing that's really important to me personally is diet and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it always makes me wonder if I chose not to go into restaurant marketing, would I have fallen into something that really helps people understand diet and nutrition and why that's so important? You know, it's cause it's important to me, but I would want to help edge. I, I would, and I guess maybe I kind of do this in restaurant marketing, help people understand what their relationship is with food it's so mad you know i so i probably would have fallen into a career that involves you know something along diet and nutrition
1: so this would be having either restaurants or diet or nutrition love that
0: <laughs> the food lane i don't think the i'd probably give you it too food far lane. From the food lane.
1: Lane. and you don't know it can get into like you could be taking us to better food lane because i think all of us are ready to get there yes. so you're listening to secrets to win big without Sen today my VIP guest, Teresa is a brand marketer, but she literally lives and breathes and feels the customer experience. And I'm just trying to ask any question and every question, but I always find that at the core of every answer is how can I make a difference to that customer feeling? I love that. Absolutely. So this last part, Teresa, is about rapid questions, three to seven words. Are you ready? Yes. So let's go beyond restaurant industry, okay. So what's your advice to anyone in any walk of life to be a successful leader?
0: Uh, uh, Listen and, and to listen genuinely. Don't listen through what you already think you need to hear, but listen to what is actually being said. Listen genuinely, love that. How do you define a big win? Uh, I would define a big win as creating a meaningful connection, meaningful connection with your customers, meaningful connection with a coworker. I, I think those are big wins.
1: You know, what's the reason, one reason, companies fail to win big?
0: I think it's lack of strategy. Um, and I think not really understanding their why. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? Understanding the why. So let me also just build on that question. What's the common myth
1: that we all have about marketing that you would love to break,
0: that you practice every day? A common myth about marketing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the common myth about marketing is that it always has to be... Kind of out there and creative and the funniest thing. I mean, or, or well, I shouldn't say the funniest thing. I think common myth about marketing is that we're more marketing is more than just creating an ad. It's more than just writing an email. It's more than just developing content. It's really about helping you as a business leader connect your business to your customers in a thoughtful and meaningful way. And you're not just throwing. You know, I, I find a lot of business owners look at marketing as an expense, mm-hmm. and and it's really not just an expense. It's building your brand, and it's important to tell that story in the right way.
1: In a lot of leaders, when I talk to them on the podcast, there are words that literally they take out of their dictionary. Like I have met top golfers who, when they were kids, removed the word no impossible from their dictionary. Literally marked those off. What's the word not in your dictionary?
0: Uh, quit. <laughs> and then I want to ask
1: you the flip side: is what's the word? If I was your intern, following you, learning from you for seven days, what's the word Teresa uses most often?
0: Uh, Listening. Uh, well, two words really: it's listen and observe. Um, if I were, if I had an intern, really listen and and, and observe what's going on around you. Love it. So
1: if you could go back with all your wisdom and go back and meet that young Teresa. Who is just graduating from high school, and you could whisper some advice to that kid that would really change that kid's life and accelerate, what would that amazing advice be?
0: Um, hmm. get out of your own way, <laughs> get out of your head. You know, don't let that mental storyline stop you from doing anything. I love that. I
1: love that. Because to me, so many times we create a storyline. And sometimes we need people from outside. I think, you know, Blaine Hurst, who was the former CEO at Panera, I'm so grateful to him because he saw in me what I thought even he was crazy to see that, that I can achieve that as you start looking at. So to me, I really feel that sometimes we need somebody outside to help us, but getting out of that mindset and looking at what we can accomplish is beyond anything we can think of. is priceless. So finally, I just want to get a little bit into process because I really feel that success, that too, with different brands over a continuous period of time does not come randomly, which means is there a ritual that you have, like first thing in the morning, last thing as you're, I'm talking about your work day that you're comfortable sharing.
0: You know, I like to be prepared and I think it's important to always show up prepared. So, you know, I think the last, you know the first thing I think about when I start my day is, okay, what's ahead of me today? And then conversely, at the end of the day, I'm always like, okay, I do, a a reflect on the day I just had and then, okay, what do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to, to do to be prepared tomorrow so I can hit the ground running? Is there, if you were in my shoes, is there any other question you would have asked
1: Teresa? that would make, would have made me look really smart.
0: Um, You know, I always look at this idea of success and I think one question maybe, you know if you could ask me one more is like, how do I define success? And I think then the answer for me would have been successful. Let me ask the question, because I have to
1: look good. Teresa, I was
0: just
1: (laughs) thinking because at the end of this big conversation how do you personally define success? See, I can ask these tough questions.
0: All right, that's a hard one. Let me think about it. Hmm. Uh, so, first, really, for me, it's success isn't about me and my success. <laughs> it's really for the you know, try to I support the success of those around me. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I would define success. Not about me. It's about how do you get you know how do you how do you get encourage those around you to perform and be the best they can be. Anything else Teresa you want to share? Gosh. um, No, this has been great. Um, You know, I always, I think from a marketing standpoint is just always find that strategy, develop that strategy and it needs to to matter uh, to the business and everybody should know what that strategy is uh, within the organization. So to me Teresa,
1: first of all, thank you. This was such a simple yet meaningful high impact profound conversation and some of my bigger takeaways from this conversation again as i review it you know i would bet i would pick a few more is first is you really started with the mindset of what marketing is because to me i really feel that's at the core of what puts you on a different path than a lot of us and sets you up for success you see marketing's role to take a bigger picture in the overall ecosystem of an organization. You make the organization think differently for that you act differently from day one. It's all about rolling up your sleeves, act, be there in the trenches, be friends, and show them the value that you bring and the purpose and get them connected. Secondly, it's all about delivering why why we are different and deliver big. And as you start looking about trying to really understand what the end user, the customer needs, because without understanding their customer needs, it really doesn't work. And that's the part where, you know, I love, again, going back to the role of marketing is that marketing has to resonate with every touch point. Marketing does not live in isolation. We set up those real expectations, which has to be delivered. And for that, we really must be there. Another part was there was, you know, when you talked about Andy's frozen custard, and this is something we really, you know, sometimes from marketing is like one of the easiest mistakes to make. And, you know, it's very simple, is not to make any assumptions. You really have to start where the customer is. It's just like, even though you could be the most brilliant marketing teacher ever, you can't assume that you're teaching a master's level class. If I'm your student and I'm at Montessori level and you choose to teach me, really have to start by knowing by saying Arjun doesn't know frozen custard. Let me help him get there and then show him why Andy's telling the story and love the whole concept of stories. So again, Teresa, truly appreciate you taking the time of your busy schedule to be here and share. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for having me.
1: I've really enjoyed this. Thank you all for listening. This is Arjun and it's truly a pleasure to bring you this conversation. And I'm looking forward to next week bringing you incredibly cool another conversation with another thought leader from another part of the world and another, you know, part of in a, another uh, functional area. Again, happy listening, and please share it with friends and family, and leave me a review. Thank you again.
0: You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango Brand Whisperer top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts.